who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Wander with us into a world of magic. Do you lack magic? Where old stories take on a new life and the world is teeming with possibilities. Well, for the last time, we're not kissing, Fritz. Join Jenny and Madeline in this fantastical audio drama as they journey into the stories you grew up with. Okay, Gown. Let's do this. And reinvent fairy tales with a feminist twist. Ready for your next adventure? Then we'll see you soon in the forest of feminist fairy tales. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Daniels, and I am here for another Friday Rewind episode. And this episode is one that Kat and JJ and I still talk about to this day. It's the episode that we had Amanda on. She was a very young medium who went viral on TikTok, and she had talked about these ghost encounters she had as a child, specifically this demon that lived in her home. And she went on to tell us when she came onto our podcast that her parents actually had an exorcism performed and it actually just made things worse. This is a really fascinating episode. And the thing it's probably the most known for is that Amanda saw a ghost between Kat and JJ. And people claimed that they could actually hear the ghost speak or make some kind of noise when Amanda referenced it. So what do you think? Did you hear something when she referenced it? Um, this is a pretty wild thing for us as we had never really experienced anything like this. So I hope you enjoyed this Friday Rewind episode. This is the exorcism that made things worse. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. And I'm Kat. Hey, y'all. JJ, do you do that every episode? You know, I've been saying hey, guys, because y'all make fun of me when I say hey, y'all. But I got to say, I'm a bigger fan of y'all. It's it's not gender specific. And the English language needs a plural version of you. So I'm I'm a proud promoter of y'all. Well, sponsored by the South. Well, y'all are very lucky. We have an exciting and special guest today. We saw Amanda's videos on TikTok and we're super happy when she responded saying that she would come on the podcast. Amanda, do you want to introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, uh, I'm Amanda, you guys, and like they said, they found me on TikTok, which was the first time I ever talked about my experiences. So to have them reach out was pretty exciting. It's awesome. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Before we jump into your stories and what you shared on TikTok, we do like to find out kind of where 
our guests fall in their belief of ghosts. Now I have an idea of where you might fall on that scale, but zero being you don't believe in ghosts at all, 10 being ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you kind of fall on that scale? Um, I'm pretty naturally skeptical. So if I hadn't been seeing spirits since I was born, I would absolutely fall at a flat zero. But just from the experiences I've had and the validation that I've had talking to people and confirming from people I've never met and the spirits that I'm speaking to of past loved ones, I am a solid 10. Wow. That's, that's so interesting to me that you're, um, you know, even though you've had these really vivid experiences with, you know, kind of supernatural <laughs> phenomenon, you know, allegedly, we're, we're all still skeptical on this uh, podcast, but you know, sure. it, right. It, um, you know, I'm surprised that uh, you're still in general, a skeptical person. So what are, what are some of the things that you are skeptical about? Just when I hear other people's stories, I'm always like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> and even right now, just that's kind of how I was raised. My family is all total storytellers. So I'm always giving people the side eye and definitely yeah. skeptical. But like I said, just the experiences that I've had myself. Because sometimes even I think, am I crazy? But all the validation that I've had from speaking from people, I believe it. Yeah, I'm yeah. so excited to just hear everything. How old were you when you first started like seeing or hearing things? So I've been seeing things since before I could really speak or express to other people what I was seeing. When I was able to first hold a pencil in my hand, I would draw little circles on anything I could get my hands on, pieces of paper, like mail, letters, anything. And my mom thought that maybe I had autism because I had these repetitive habits and I wasn't speaking until I was three. So my grandmother's actually a child psychologist and my mom thought I was having something going on. So she took me to her and I started doing my thing, drawing the circles and she noticed that on every circle I drew two little dots. And she asked me, Amanda, what are you drawing? And I ignored her. And she pointed to the two dots in the circles and she said, what are these? And I looked at her and I said, eyes. Ooh. And my mom's like, so she's drawing faces. It makes sense. But my mom is super skeptical like I am. So until I was able to express that I was seeing figures and people, she didn't know what was going on. And even then, she didn't believe that I was really seeing things until I got older and was able to prove it. So do you do you remember back then what some of the things you were seeing were? Yeah, um, the house I grew up in, there was one in particular figure that would constantly show up. And I don't only see them, I hear them, I can speak to them. So he called himself Jay, but he was a super, super negative energy like inner yeah right it was kind of crazy a super That's negative energy almost half of my <laughs> and um sorry totally lost my train of thought my mom thought that because i was saying things so specifically that there was kind of three options either i was crazy i was making these things up for attention or i really was seeing a spirit who called himself jay and it wasn't until i was around four or five my mom was kind of fed up with everything that I was dealing with. I wouldn't go to sleep at night because I would have panic attacks as a four-year-old. So she really wanted to get to the bottom of it. And I was sitting on her bed one night and she was sitting in a chair across the room from me. 
and I was watching TV and I could see the back of her laptop screen said Toshiba on it. And I got up from the bed and walked up to the footstool and I looked at my mom and I said, mom, he says, don't do it. And she says, don't do what, Amanda? She was so sick of it. I said, she says, don't you dare call a priest. And my mom was actually searching a priest to come and bless our home just to kind of knock that out if that was what was really happening. Wow. So it wasn't until that moment that my mom realized somebody was standing behind her, reading her computer screen, telling me what she was seeing. Oh my God. You said you were four or five at that time? Yeah, I was four or five. So I've had people, when I started sharing this story, a lot of people were saying, well, like you probably read the computer screen. Like I couldn't really read at that point or I didn't even know what a priest was. So that was when my mom was really realizing what was happening to me. So my brother went to the Catholic church and we're not even Catholic, went to the Catholic church and got holy water because that's what they read online to do. We were really just flying blind. And I remember following my brother around. He was holding a Gatorade bottle that had had the label torn off. And I was probably about, again, four or five at this point. It was pretty soon after that last incident that had freaked my mom out. And he was dumping it into his hand. And am I allowed to cuss on here? Yeah, whatever, yeah. Okay. <laughs> whatever you want to say. He was dumping the water into his hand, the Gatorade, and putting it on all of the doorways. And I started grabbing my ears and screaming, bloody murder. And I said, he says, stop, you need to fucking stop. And my mom was like, oh, no. Like, it was just one thing after another after that. And I didn't find out until we moved out of the house that it wasn't Gatorade they were putting on the walls. It was holy water that he had gotten from that church. Wow. Like, did he, like, go to the gift shop at the church and be like, can I buy some? I'll have one holy water for us. Yeah, (laughs) probably. Honestly, at that point, we'd go for anything. But I think that it's always blessed by a priest or something like that you can just go in and get some of it so that's what he did oh that gave me chills so was was this uh entity or ghost was it attached to that home did it continue to harass you after the holy water yeah it actually it got so much worse after and i would always wake up with scratch marks down my back like in places i couldn't reach or handprints over my body like i had been slapped and the handprints didn't match the hand size of anybody in our house. I was the youngest and they were smaller than me. So it started getting more violent. Cupboards would open, cups would fly out and hit me or our TVs would turn on and off, which wasn't too violent, but just creepy stuff. And we ended up having to move away from the home because of everything that was going on. We had priest after priest come out and bless. I had exorcisms done, even though we didn't think it was on me. Like we went the whole the whole nine yards. Okay, please walk us through what it's like to have an exorcism performed on you. Oh my gosh, it was, it was the weirdest thing I've ever done. And I was raised in a Christian household, but I was really the only one who went to church. It was something that I really was seeking out. But we got connected to this man in India because we had seen everybody and had home exorcisms. And My brother, he's two years older than me. I was probably eight at this point. We took him out of the house. My brother was never aware of anything that was happening. And this man had us lay in a circle, my mom, my dad, and I, with our foreheads on the floor. And he would speak in a different language. And he would yell. It probably lasted over an hour. It was just on the phone. 
because he was in India. And that didn't help either. We had priests, yeah, right? We fully tried everything. We had priests come. I was anointed with oil. We blessed the home, but nothing helped until we moved out. And after we moved out, my mom, it stayed there. Or at least it wasn't with me anymore. I assumed it had stayed with the home. About a week after we moved from the house, our tenants emailed my mom. And they said, hey, have you guys ever had any experiences like this is going to sound crazy, but with spirits in the home. <gasps> and my oh, mom man. was like, why? <laughs> like not even going to cop to it. Uh-huh. So why do you ask? And she said, well, this, like I said, is going to sound super weird, but we've had a spirit messing with us, moving things in the house, but we really like him. He calls us all by name. <gasps> what? No. Nope. Yeah, I was not down with that. <laughs> Oh so, God. had you ever been on first name basis with Jay? He was pretty much with me all the time. Like, not yeah. just when I was home. He followed me to school. He even followed me to church. But would would he call you by name, or was that... Oh, yeah. He would speak to me all the time. He would say horrible, nasty, vile things. Just, like, I was so young, he was just really trying to upset me. And it would be things like, your parents hate you. Or you're gonna fucking die. God hates you. The world's gonna burn. And oh like, yeah, it was all while I was trying to sleep. I'm 19, and I'm gonna be 100% honest. Because of what I dealt with with that demon, I still sleep with my head under the covers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. I'm probably gonna do that tonight, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really traumatic. Since I had moved out of the home, I really I blocked it out for a long time. I didn't want to see anything, and until recently maybe the past four years i started seeing more positive things i still get every once in a while the negative energy but now it's more people who have passed which is not something that i did when i was little it was strictly this one demon so it's gotten a lot more positive and a lot easier since i've gotten older so it's not all negative do you feel like you've learned to like block out the negative or, or have you like sought out anyone to kind of talk you through how to handle this uh, kind of gift that you have? No, up until I posted that, that stupid TikTok, which I swore I was never going to do anything like that. I didn't even realize that there were other people like me. Like I've seen shows like the Long Island Medium. Mm-hmm. So I know that people will talk about it, but I have no idea if she's legit or not. I've never met her. Yeah. Now, her show is pretty, um, you know, Hollywoodized, and is that a word? Fantastical. Yeah, like, they really dramatize it, but I actually read her book a long time ago when I lived in Oregon, and she talks about being a young child and her mom recalling her, like, talking about the man that's walking out on the sidewalk and no one would be there, or, like, all these voices that she would see, um, or voices she would hear and people she would see and to the point where like they medicated her and she just talks about how she remembers just being so numb for for like years of her life and she didn't want to be social she had a horrible high school experience and then finally she talked to someone who was like well this isn't like paranoia or schizophrenia or whatever they're telling you I think you're able to communicate with like people that have passed and kind of like took her through a class and a course on how to handle that. And lo and behold, here she is now talking to dead people left and right. So there's something to that. I mean, I definitely think 
they jazz it up a lot on the show, but it's so interesting to yeah. hear about. I'm going to ask you, Amanda, can you describe to us what Jay looked like? Yeah, oh, literally, I can feel myself getting hives. Like, they talk about people, like, you see the shadow in the corner. Jay looked like that most of the time, most of the time. Sometimes when he was really angry, he would make it so his eyes looked red. And every once in a while, he, when he would run or he would walk, he sometimes looked like so, like a person bent out of shape. If I was walking on all fours like a crab, and his knees or his legs were twice the length as they should be and his arms were twice the length as they should be and they were bent and he would run like that and that was probably the worst thing that I ever saw of him oh but he mostly appeared as just a shadow to me he was about six feet tall pretty slim build but just a shadow have you ever been back to the home or like driven by it or anything <sighs> I drove by recently we uh, had those tenants in for years, and recently they moved out and we were gonna sell the home. So they redid everything. And my mom asked me if you wanna come by. And I was like, are you crazy? Not a chance. But I ended up growing a pair and I drove by the house and it was while the um, realtor was there. My mom was there and I was like, I'm 19 now. I really just gotta get over it and go in. And I didn't see him in there when I went in there, thank God, because I'd have bolted out, not even down to mess with that anymore. But I did, I did go back once. Well, good for you. I don't, I don't think I'd be brave enough to go back in that home after experiencing yeah. that as a kid. Yeah. It was daytime, to be fair. Although <laughs> I'm sure if you had filmed that for TikTok, that probably would have been like another like 5 million views of the, the home where the ghost was in. Oh, not even worth the views. <laughs> Does that uh, make a real difference if it's daytime or nighttime? Um, not with how many people I see, no. But mm -hmm. spirits like that really take advantage of, like, even if you're watching a scary movie, for example, I've never had this one happen. But if you're watching a scary movie or you're talking about it, just in a more vulnerable state, so at nighttime when you can't see as well, they yeah. will definitely use that to their advantage and mess with things then or appear then. Because you're, you're more scared. Right. right. That makes sense. Yeah, wow. for sure. You mentioned you started, like, talking to people or getting messages from people that have passed. When did that start happening? And can you give us, like, a story? Yeah, that started happening right around high school. When I started just being more open to it again, I kind of wondered why I wasn't seeing things as much. And I had, I knew I had blocked it out a lot. It's kind of like, if you have an annoying little sibling and you just pretend they're not there, it was similar to that. They were constantly there. I just pushed them to the background. And when I started getting more open to it, they started coming through more and they were a lot kinder. So I didn't see a reason not to be open to it and not to help these people and their families. Mm -hmm. But again, I still, I'm super skeptical, even though I do what I do. And I always wonder, am I just crazy? Like, am I schizophrenic? Do I need to be medicated? Stuff like that. But um, my dad's, this is just my favorite story. My dad's dad passed away when my dad was my age. So I never met him. My brothers never met him. But I was at home maybe three years ago, and he walked into the room. And sometimes I see them just like shadows or I can't even see them. I can just feel their presence and hear them. 
he was like, you guys are standing right in front of me. Wow. So it was really, really cool how able I was to hear him and connect with him. So I was pretty open to it. And I had never seen a picture of him except um, we had one on our wall when he was about 50. So I knew what he looked like then. But he came to me as like a 25-year-old, maybe late or early 30s. And he was in a war uniform. And I, my dad has never talked about my grandfather. So I didn't even know that he went to war. I was wondering, is he like, is that just weird? Is it a coincidence? And he told me that I needed to call my grandmother, his wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I don't know where she is right now. This can be really heavy for people. I don't know how she's going to react to it. Let me try and get a hold of my aunt, who is super, super close with her, her daughter. And I'll see where, I'll see where your wife is. And I'll try and get a hold of her for you. And he was so persistent, just like my dad is. He's like, no, you need to call her right now. I need to talk to her. You need to remind her about what today is. And I was like, okay, slow down. First of all, my grandmother had a stroke. And so she doesn't remember things great at all. So if you want me to call her, you need to tell me what today is. Because if she doesn't remember, that's going to break her heart. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally trying to compromise with this guy. Yeah. And he's like, no, call her. She's going to remember. So I really had no say. I finally got a hold of her about an hour later. And I was like, hey, Grandma, like, this is going to sound crazy. None of my family knew what I did. I said, um, is, is there something special about today specifically? And she starts crying. I'm like, shoot, like, what have I done? And she's like, I know that there is something about today. I keep looking at the calendar but I can't for the life of me remember what it is. And I was like, okay, this is going to sound even crazier, but Grandpa Stan is here with me. And she goes, it has to do with Grandpa Stan. So I was like, well, at least we're on to something. She kind of remembers about that. And uh, he says, the letters, ask her about the letters. And I go, I kind of put together, he's in a war uniform. So I asked her, I said, Grandma, did Grandpa Stan ever go to war? Like, was he in the military? She said, yeah. So I was like, we're getting hot, you know? And I said, did you guys happen to know each other then? She said, yes, we were dating. And he goes, the letters, like ask about the letters. So I asked her, I said, did you guys write letters back and forth? And she said, we did every single day. I said, is there any chance you still have those letters? She said, every single one. Wow. So I said, you might want to go through the letters and see what, see what they say see if you can find anything in them. And so my aunt gets to go over and read all of these letters from her mom and her dad while he was in the war. And nobody even knew they existed besides my grandmother and my grandfather. So it's little things like that that really validate I was speaking to him because no one in our family knew about them. So my aunt got to go through all these letters and it ended up being in the letters and they never freaking told me what it was. So you guys are going to be left on the hook too. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right. And I don't want to like ask because she's remarried. Like, can I dive into that? But I was really, really grateful that for that one day he came to me for her and basically told her where to find it. Wow, that sounds really special. That sounds like a movie that needs to be made ASAP. (laughs) I would watch it. Wait, okay, so where did he um, approach you again? I was actually sitting in the living room, and I was just um, laying on the carpet, 
and he walked, we have like a little archway door. He just walked right through the archway. And I thought it was my brother at first. And I looked up and I was like, who are you? And then it clicked. I knew it was my grandpa Stan, even though I had never seen pictures of him. And my dad, after I told him this story, I waited a couple weeks, but I told him what had happened. And uh, he showed me a picture and he was in the same uniform. He looked so, so similar to the picture. So that was really, really cool. We got to break out the family photo albums and I got to see my grandpa. And not many people get to meet their dead grandfather, you know? I was yeah. really lucky that I had that opportunity even though he had passed away. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been so shocking, I feel like. Like, did it, did he, was he like an apparition or just look like, like? No, I literally thought it was my brother who walked in the room and I was like, what are you wearing at first? And I looked at the face and I was like, that is not my brother. And then he just disappeared after everything or? We actually, we talked for about four hours, but the rest of it was just, right? It was one of the longest conversations I'd had with anybody like that. And the clearest, to be honest, because like I said, sometimes they sound like radio static or they're a little fuzzy. Sometimes they can't speak to me at all. And it's kind of like, it sounds so dumb. It's kind of like a game of charades where they'll do certain things and it makes sense to the other person when I tell them. Mm -hmm. So an example of that was I met a girl recently and <laughs> she kind of had known what I had done because we went to a sleepover and a woman had appeared to me. Her name was, she didn't tell me what her name was, but I had never met any of the girls except this one, once at a party. She came to me, her grandmother, while I was driving to the sleepover. And she was like, you need to get a hold of Rose. And I was like, I don't know anyone at this party. And honestly, I'm not open to talking about it to strangers. But if you can give me more information on what you want me to talk to her about, I can pull her aside and I'll do that for you. And she says, I need to get a hold of Marie. And I was like, Rose or Marie, make your pick. And she goes, no, Rose and Marie, like it's two people. So I was like, okay, I can do that. And she literally didn't even give me a message. Just that Marie needed to know that she was there. So I was at the party and I was not feeling good to talk to anybody because she hadn't given me a message. I don't look like a wacko. And later in the night, the girls wanted to watch a scary movie. And somebody was like, oh my gosh, to this one girl, you need to tell your story about your boyfriend's sister. And she was like, oh my gosh, you guys, I think my boyfriend's sister is possessed, all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I guess these girls are kind of open to it. And so she finished her story. And I was like, this is going to sound really weird, you guys. I had never met any of these girls. What was I thinking? And I said, is anybody here named Rose? And I had asked, I got all the girls' Instagrams beforehand. None of them were named Rose. Yeah. So I was like, is anybody here named Rose or have a connection to a Rose? And they all looked at one girl. And I thought, thank God. Thank God. Right. And she said, my middle name is Rose. And I said, well, your grandmother was with me on the way over here. She said, I'm named after my grandma Rose. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So I was like, no way. I, sorry, someone just moved something in my kitchen. I was like, what are you doing? Okay, a, like <laughs> a living person? Like, or like, like, you're talking person. about me. So I was like, I was like my, I'm named after my grandma, Rose. I was like, okay, well, she's not here for you. Like, don't mean the bag on you, but she's trying to get a hold of a Marie. Do you have any relation to a Marie? And she said, my mom's name is Marie. Oh, wow. 
And it was her mom who had passed away when she was a little girl. So I was like, this sounds super odd, and I'm sorry that I don't have more for you, but your grandma was with me on the way over here and just needs to reassure your mom that she's still around. Wow. And later that night, she had pulled me aside, and she told me that I wasn't the first medium to connect to her grandma Rose. And her grandma Rose told the other medium the exact same thing. Didn't have a message. Like, they had gone to mediums before to try and figure it out. But, mm -hmm. like, the grandma just kind of left me hanging, just gave me the same thing as she did the other medium. Wow. It's, there's so many things that sound so consistent with other people we've talked to with this gift. Um, communicating with them is different for everyone. It's either symbols or pictures or, or words. Um, and then the spirits are usually really assertive, like, or, or nagging at them, like, my turn, my turn. Like, I have this message. Yes, they are so demanding. Like, it's all about them. And I've had people tell me, like, do they help you on tests in school and stuff? Like, you, are you good at poker? I'm like, I freaking wish they could give me lottery numbers. But they aren't, it sounds bad, but they are so self-serving. And maybe it's because they don't have a lot of people to talk to other than the few because people who are dead. like, yeah, because they're dead. <laughs> they don't like that word. No. But just, like, they don't have anybody else to talk to. So when they do find somebody like me or come across somebody like me, it's all about them, them, them. Yeah. So Amanda, is this an everyday occurrence for you? How frequent are you seeing um, people that have passed? Oh, constantly. Pretty much everybody has somebody with them, whether it's a relative or not. I always joke, my brother, he's super easygoing. I say he's like Peter Pan. Like he, he's like got the lost boys all following him. And I think it's maybe just because he's so fun and so easygoing and happy that they're drawn to him, especially little boys. But cool. if I came to your house or your house, there it would be full of people. So you're saying that when you see your brother, you see like ghost children following him around? Yeah, pretty much all the time. That is wow. so nice. Do you feel like you're at the point where you can like sit down with someone and and like do like some sort of medium session with them, like their loved ones would come through, or do you feel like you're still trying to hone in those skills? I'm definitely still tr not trying to hone in. I'm really afraid just because of what I went through when I was younger to ask anybody to come through or call on anybody. I don't want to. I've heard things like you shouldn't invite things into your life. I'm not so sure about that. I'm definitely not an expert, but I, I never promise a reading to anyone. But if I'm in the grocery store and their mom is there and they are insistent and I feel like they'd be open to it, I will talk to them about it. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. Have you had any situations where you have approached like a stranger or something and they haven't been receptive or they've been like super freaked out by the information you've given them? Actually, no. I've had people, everyone's been super kind about it. So I kind of am more open to it since I've had such good responses, but I definitely could see how one negative one might turn me away. Well, also you have such like a welcoming presence that if you came up to me and you were like, your grandmother, whose name is this, told me that you did this when you were seven, I would be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Wow. <laughs> like, 
it's definitely all about attitude for sure. Like if I was all gloomy, like your grandma's here, they would be like, please get away from me. Right. <laughs> yeah. But all I'm picturing is like Aubrey Plaza's character on Parks and Rec trying to go, go up to someone. Your about. grandmother's <laughs> next to you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd be like, please, like, Right. <laughs> There's a dead person behind you, following you. Sorry, you said something really interesting earlier that the spirits don't like the word dead. Is that something that you've run into? Yeah, just mostly in one specific spirit. There was a guy on the side of the road on the way to my house. I live on super curvy roads in the middle of freaking nowhere. Oh my God. And uh, he's always standing in the same freaking spot. And so one day I just pull over and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he looks at me like he's shocked that I had the audacity to speak to him like that. And I was like, no, legit, like what's going on? And he goes, where am I? And I was like, oh shoot, like you don't even know you're dead. Wow. Yeah, that was the first one I had come across that wasn't aware of what was happening. What? And so I was just kind of like, what are, you, what are you waiting for? Like, what are you looking for? He was kind of looking around like, going up to the gate of a house nearby and like looking through the gate, but he can walk through the gate. He was not walking through the gate. He was like staying on the other side. And I was thinking he really has no idea. And so I left, went back home and I researched accident on the road. And I found out a man about two months before that had flipped his car and killed himself. Oh wow! And he was super, super young, a dad, um, and it was super unexpected. I guess he wasn't wearing his seatbelt and had been thrown from the car. And so I thought maybe because it was so traumatic or because it was an accident, like if he had freaking worn his seatbelt, he would have stayed in the car. So I always wondered if the way that people pass has something to do with how they transfer into the spirit world, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I cannot believe... You, you like pull, you see, first off, you're going around like a curved, creepy road probably at night and you just like see a man standing in the same place. That's like a horror movie in my, in my mind. And then you stop and you talk to him. That's so impressive <laughs> in my head. Did you know from the get-go that this man was dead or did you think he was like, like a corporal body? No, I could definitely tell he was dead. And there are some points where... I'll see somebody and I'm like, are they dead or not? Like, not even kidding you. <laughs> Two days ago, I held the door open for somebody. And I was like, why the heck did they not say thank you? That was rude. And then I looked at them and I was like, I look like a crazy person because they're dead and nobody else can Oh my see God. Them. There's like and footage what? of you somewhere just holding a door for nobody. To <laughs> yeah, they're like, what is this girl doing? <laughs> and once <laughs> again, the spirits like are too self-centered to say thank you. <laughs> yeah, come on. No, they, I actually never had one thank me, and I haven't even thought about it till this point. Now I'm a little bit bitter. Yeah. So, Amanda, I have always, like, been kind of concerned with, you know, like, what happens when we die, and it, it's kind of given me this anxiety about death. Hearing that story about the, the guy on the road, it's kind of, like, screwed with my head because I used to always want there to be, like, this ability to be an apparition because then at least I know things carry on. But the idea of being past and not knowing it is almost more horrifying than just life ending at death. I, I don't even know what to make of that. What do you – what is your belief after dealing with all these individuals? Like, what is afterlife to you? Where, where do you stand on that? 
So I've never asked anyone, like, hey, like, what's going on with you? What happens after we die? Is there a heaven? Is there a hell? But there have been instances where I was talking to the dead. And one of them said, like, there is more. There is so much more. And I thought, wow, like, what does that mean? Like, can you give me a little more, you know? But I never ask. And that's where it ended. And then another little girl I was talking to, and she hangs out with my mom all the time. So I literally always joke, her name is Emily. I always joke, she's like a little sister. I asked her a question once and she goes, I don't know, I'm not God. Oh, and weird. I thought, what the heck? Like, is that a saying that she's heard other people say, like, I don't know, I'm not God. Or is there legit a God and she just told me? Wow. That's so casual that you're just like, this little girl I talked to yesterday and this, my brain is like, oh my gosh. So I, always, I always kind of compare it to, because I so think it, it's crazy, but it's like, I'm colorblind. I can't see certain colors. So I always compare it to just like you guys probably can see colors super, super well. I've seen the dead my entire life. So for me, it's totally normal. And every once in a while, I get the one where I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, please do not hang around me. You're creeping me out. You have bad vibes, things like that. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just mostly am like, hey, get out of here. And they're pretty respectful. What ways does a spirit look different from a living person? I mean, is there like, like in the movies, like a glowing aura around them or? No. <laughs> how do you differentiate? Nothing like a glowing aura or like uh -huh. mist that comes along with them. But sometimes they look, they look kind of foggy, almost not like so much like see-through but just like lighter and the colors aren't as bright like almost like a gray pigment yeah and not even just because i'm colorblind i didn't want to <laughs> say it but <laughs> but sometimes they look and very rare occasions it doesn't happen as often as the other ones do they look just like you guys are standing in front of me like i can see them clear as day i feel like i could touch them and feel them but we if have, i reach out i never can we and have news for you actually we're we're actually dead. This is yeah, dead. I was like, oh, shoot. No. <laughs> this podcast is really just our attempt to transition on to the next uh, yeah. realm. Yeah. This podcast been, is sponsored by Heaven. Will we've you be been there? dying dying to talk to you. That's why we're so persistent. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm mean, uh, piggybacking off of uh, JJ's question. So it sounds like you are open to like watching horror movies and stuff. Is there any movie you've seen and you're like, yes, that's exactly it. That's what, that's a perfect representation of the spirit world or the realm. Yeah, actually I have two that like come straight to mind. The Conjuring. Yeah. Like the well, most scary <laughs> one, right. But it mostly, it's not so much how regular spirits are. That one mostly compares to the house that I used to live in and mm. just, like the voices that the spirits would talk in are super, super, super similar. And so I remember watching that movie and I was like, oh my God, whoever wrote this movie truly experienced things like I experienced things. Because wow. like you said, we all have different experiences, especially mediums, the way we talk to people and different spirits. It's not the same for everyone. And then I don't know if you've seen the movie The Sixth Sense about yes. the little boy. I was some of us have. Totally thinking of that movie during a lot some of the stories you were telling. I was like, man, I just 
can picture you with Bruce Willis trying to work <laughs> it out. Well, it made me exactly, JJ, the story about the guy on the side of the road. Yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Amanda, that's um all of these stories have been incredible. You know, when I saw your TikTok, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but something about the way you speak and, and like Kat was saying, it is very inviting and very trusting and, and your stories have a lot of depth to them, which I think is something I look for when we interview people that have stories with the supernatural. What has it just been like to have this life? Like, how has that affected you on a day-to-day -day basis? Like, how do you see this gift or ability moving on with you as you get older? Honestly, I haven't really thought too much about that just because it's not something that I ever had the option to have or not have. As When I was younger, if you would ask me that, I would definitely say, if you can mix it, please get this away from me. Yeah. It's not something that I wanted to do at all. But as I've gotten older and I've been able to help people and bring closure to certain people, or just like my grandma, for example, helping her that day really makes it worth it. So I feel lucky to have this now, but if you'd asked me eight years ago, not my favorite thing. So as you're sitting here and talking to us, does... um. Do you get like any messages or people in the room or does it not really work the same through like video chat? <laughs> through Zoom. Pat and JJ, you've had someone with you guys this entire time. I don't necessarily think she was a family member to either of you. Kat, she's behind you. Stop it! The, behind the doorway. She's okay. much closer to the door than she is to you. But I feel like um, you guys might sometimes... I, smell smoke in your house like someone was a smoker well i'm um, i mean we live with a smoker so oh, yeah. <laughs> so i'm okay. not sure not uh, well this woman's husband was a smoker but he smoked cigars she made him quit cigarettes uh, i can't hear her but she's doing this <gasps> oh my god so that's this, that's why i was getting smoke does she look uh friendly yeah i don't think she's got bad vibes at all i don't even <laughs> yeah. think that she'll like flip on lights or mess with things to try and get your guys' attention. I mostly think she's just watching you guys do your thing. This is so funny to In me. In the bedroom because... all the time? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is so That's funny excited. to me because uh, we, we have a roommate who lives in our, our second bedroom is downstairs. And since we moved in here, we haven't lived in this place very long, but since we moved in here, he's sworn that he hears things at night and is like i think this place is haunted we're like that's right you this is that. like a newish town house like there's no yeah. way it's haunted like you're you're just hearing things because you're in the basement um, yeah maybe there's something to it it's so what makes you so confident it's not like a family member i actually don't know that it's not a family member but i assumed she's pretty smart most of them are if she was one of your guys's She's actually walking up to you now, JJ, but um, she would normally walk up to one of you and maybe put a hand on your shoulder or stand behind you so I would know that she was associated with one of you too. Oh, I just got chills when you said hand on my shoulder. Stop. I mean, I don't think that's, I, I don't know, did she put her hand on my shoulder or am I just... Yeah, she touched you. Really? That's why I said she put your hand. That's why I did this. I, uh, no one can see me because we're on a podcast. But she like she like touched your shoulder. Her little hand was cupped. Oh. Did your sweet. grandfather smoke, JJ? 
I don't think so. He Wait, definitely... both, both of your grandmothers are still living. Yes, but I have yeah. one grandfather who passed away. Right, but, but... Oh, right, but that, that wouldn't be who Well, was. now he did meet my grandmother who smoked when she was young, and but she had kind of lost her mind by the time JJ met her, and she loved him, so... <laughs> she did say I was perfect, so... <laughs> Anyway, I believe it. That is so crazy. Like, cause we, I feel nothing. I mean, I, I feel scared right now because you've told me, but I feel nothing. Like I. No, she's definitely not someone that's going to make you ever feel uncomfortable. I don't know how your grandmother was. Like, I know you said she lost her mind a little bit about a little bit at the end, but she's definitely a kind woman. Like nothing you'd ever have to worry about. My other grandmother smoked. Okay, look at me now. I'm like, oh and Amanda, God. this is actually the second episode we've had where a medium, I'm just going to consider Devin a medium, uh, where somebody who has like these type of abilities has told Kat that there is a woman standing right behind her. You lie. Oh, yeah, this, but, but in that time, Devin was like, get out of here or something, and she left. But oh um, my gosh. Well, I could getting... definitely do that. Or honestly, you guys have the power I mean, to do that too. But I don't think she's somebody. I think you hurt her feelings, honestly. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. Tell her I'm sorry. Can she hear me? <laughs> you sound wonderful. If she looks sad, I don't want her to be upset. No, 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 no. No, I, I'm she's so... laughing. She's like literally like, oh my god. Oh, I wish the door would just slam shut behind you guys. No, I can like, I can make some tea. I can like put out some lavender incense. Some peppermint. I don't know. You're like, she's Santa Claus. You're going to leave cookies out yeah. for her. <laughs> Do any, like, Kat's like, I will. Does she tell you, like, what her name is? No, I can't hear her. I'm just, like, right. seeing what she's doing. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Well, mm. And she was here the whole time, and you're just now telling us this. Yeah. <laughs> but she was oh, just hanging God. out. She didn't really have anything to say until you guys asked. And she was like, but, like how did you know? Me? You just know. Because it's not like you were never like, who's? I thought there were only three podcast host you like knew she was no she's definitely i'm not i'm pan colorblind but i know that she's just gray but she's um and a long i don't know i fear grandma oh she was kind of crazy i don't know if she was hospitalized for a long time towards the end but she's in a nightgown like um not a robe by any means but like a scooped neck long sleeved flowy nightgown Does yeah, she look like this? honestly a little bit a little bit. She looks I, younger though, younger than that. She looks to be around, and sometimes they come to me younger than they were when they passed, but she looks to be about 70. And I, I ran into a woman recently, she was dead. I have to preface that because I'm always gonna say she was just a woman. But I ran into a dead woman recently and she came to me and she was about 60. And I was like, if you guys can choose the way that you come to us and like you, you are when you die, Oops, not going to use that word. No, but when you die, why why did you not choose to be like young and youthful when you were at your most beautiful? Why are you coming to me as a 60-year-old? And she made me feel like an idiot. She was like, honestly, this was when I was my happiest because this is Aww. when my grandchildren were born. Aww. And I thought how dumb of me to assume that everyone's their happiest when they're youthful and all of that but yeah. for her that was when she was happiest so that's when she, what she came to me as wow that's really sweet 
I don't use this word very often, but I'm just kind of flabbergasted. I, I don't know. This has been quite. You're flabbergasted. You're in the spirit of free house. Listen, she is, she is welcome anytime. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, she doesn't here. even pay you guys rent. So she really appreciates that. <laughs> well, I want her to, well, she's just visiting. She doesn't, she doesn't like live here. No. Well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, listen, I, it's great. I'm so excited. I just, I want her to know what she's probably noticed about me. I am very jump scare. Like I will, I scare so easily, but if she like knocked at the door and came on, you know, I don't know. <sighs> we're, we're happy you're here. Is she mad? I don't answer that. We're good. We made her, JJ made her a flower out of clay. <laughs> so Amanda, you know, we're kind of wrapping up the interview, but is there anything that you want our listeners to know about you? I mean, obviously, we want to promote your um, TikTok and any other social media that where people can reach you if that's something you want. But is there anything, you know, a, a message you want to leave with our listeners or anything you'd like them to know about you we haven't talked about? Honestly, no, I've never done anything like this. I didn't start talking about what I do unless I was helping people until recently. And the only reason I posted that TikTok and even came on here was because I would have done anything, even now, still, I would do anything to have somebody who I knew was like me and be able to help me and teach me things that I don't know. Like I said, I do not by any means claim to be an expert at this. It's just something I've done my whole life. So, I mean, if anyone knows something better than me or has advice, I would be more than willing to take it. And Amanda, what is your, um, I think your TikTok and your Instagram is the same. Is that right? Yeah, it's Amanda Ray. And then the last A in Amanda, so A-M-A-N-D, it's a V. So, R-A-Y-E. Okay, I got you. Can you spell it out one more time for our audience yeah, in case they missed it? Yeah, sorry, A-M-A-N-D-V-R-A-Y-E. Awesome. Well, guys, if you um, enjoyed Amanda coming on the podcast, which I'm sure you did, make sure you check out her TikTok and her Instagram. She's been sharing some of these stories on there, and it's really kind of taken TikTok by storm. Uh, we have certainly enjoyed you coming on, and thank you so much for sharing these stories with us, and we really hope we can get you on here again. Yeah, thanks for giving me this platform, you guys. It was really good talking to you all. Yes. Yeah, it was great getting to talk to you, and thanks so much for coming on. I'm sure if there are people out there listening who are experiencing similar things. I'm sure they all really appreciate you sharing your story. Yeah, thanks you guys. And thanks for letting us know that there's a ghost behind Kat. You don't know how oh, much that means to us. No, she's wonderful. I love her. I'm so happy. Everything is great. <laughs> all right, Amanda. Well, that's, that's a great note to end on. We really appreciate it. And um, thank you so much. Yeah, bye, you guys. Bye. bye. Wow, that could not have gone any better. What a great interview. <laughs> oh my God, y'all. <laughs> so nuts. Okay, so I'm trying to think. So we, I was just thinking about who has lived in this specific townhouse. I don't want to think And really about that. the only people though, because um, we, so we rent this townhouse from a friend of ours who owns it and she bought into this uh, townhouse complex like, with the original crew as soon as it went up she is not dead i no but, one who lived with her here is dead so i don't think it's some kind someone of, right. who used to live here that's okay well we don't have to like yell it's okay about it 
I just I wish the audience could have seen Kat's face. You immediately, like the whole time Amanda was talking to you, you put you put up literal blinders to the left and right of your face. You held your hands up side to side where all you could see was the computer screen. Like yeah. so amazing. I just well, and it's because before she even like I before I even asked that question. Oh, there's people outside. Our we're, we're listening to voices outside. <laughs> Listen, and I'm, not, I, I'm fine with it. These stories and like her telling me that this woman has, you know, if she is here and she has like a story, it's great. She seems harmless. It's fine. Um, but before she, I even asked her that, cause I had kind of alluded, I was like, can you sit down with someone and honed in those skills to like know if someone's around? And then I was like, I'm just going to ask her, like, yeah. can you see anything through so good about that. Yeah. the Zoom? And and like, cause the whole time, obviously there's a dark bathroom behind me um, for the people that can't see what's going on right now. It's my bathroom. And I've been like staring at that off and on throughout this whole interview, but I can't see anything. I am forcing myself to stare in that spot too. But the, I, that was great. I mean, she was so calm about yeah. it. She's like, oh yeah, now her feelings are hurt. And now she's coming, touching JJ on the shoulder. Like what? Yeah, she's a man. I was really excited um, that she came on because, and, and like you, when you saw her on TikTok as well, it's like there's just something about her presence. You want to just keep hearing more stories from her because it is like such a calm, relaxed manner of telling these stories. And like the story from her childhood is not something I would be calm about. I mean, right. straight up had, you know, is alleging that a I mean, would you call that being possessed by a demon? I mean, she was definitely haunted it's by more a like demon. being harassed by yeah. a demon. Yeah. yeah yeah and she said that they had exorcisms performed at that house plural mm -hmm. so i know we're still recording right now but i know like you've mentioned before us doing some sort of like going to a house or seance mm -hmm. or ouija yeah. board and i just think like well first off i don't know if i'm gonna do it but yeah. second off, I think it really does have to just be taken so seriously. Yeah, we really need to sure. research who's doing it. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, we all recently watched the movie Host. And if you want to see what happens when you don't take a seance seriously, uh, check out that movie. So scary. <laughs> well, what is, so what does your roommate, I mean, is your roommate inclined to believe in this? Like, is this going to freak your roommate out or will they be excited or how, how would they feel? Yeah, do we tell her <laughs> that we have a spirit? <laughs> I don't know. I think... I think we, I mean, like, I know right now, and I'm in the room with it, and I'm, like, totally fine. Like, what am I supposed to do? Move out right now? Well, and if you can't see it or anything anyway, I mean, you know, it's just I think I, I am convinced that I just will not, like, I can't, you can't make yourself become colorblind, as an example. I, I just don't think I'm going to ever have the ability to become right. someone that can see or communicate right. with them. Yeah. Kat, on a scale of one to ten, how convinced are you that there actually is a spirit here with us? I'm I'm like a nine point five, you guys. My mind is blown. You, JJ? I don't know. I mean You said you got chill bumps. I did, but also because Science. I you know, she said <laughs> shoulder and that made me think what if something touched my shoulder? She didn't tell you which shoulder, though. And well, she still didn't say which shoulder. JJ's probably like a six point nine. Would you say JJ? I look. I'll just say if if I was, um, you know, a a member of Amanda's family and you know was present when all that stuff was going on when she was four, I I and could have witnessed that stuff uh, for myself. Yeah, I probably would have would be a 10. Yeah, you know? if it's somebody you love and you keep seeing this stuff happen over and over, 
yeah not only that but like you know the family had um you know things that verified things for her like you know she claimed to have known things that she shouldn't have been able to know otherwise yeah that story about the grandfather was so sweet but i guess you know not having been there i i still feel like i have to take what um you know she says with a grain of salt yeah but also i have this really like bubbling excitement that maybe there's a spirit in this house with me i mean and also a sense of like dread of like what does that mean for privacy (laughs) (laughs) i know she was literally like oh she loves watching what you guys do and i was like Hey, now. Um, (laughs) I mean, I kind of feel the same way. Like, after, I mean, I think we've all kind of gone up on, like, what we're willing to believe. But, I mean, like, right now in this moment, like, I'm like a 9 or a 10 after that. I mean, that was one of the, I mean, look, we have been blessed with great guests and interviews and experiences through this podcast. But as our podcast continues to grow, we're getting more and more and different kind of people who claim different things. And for me, that was like one of the cooler experiences, just seeing the way, I mean, granted, look, audience, you're listening to this through the podcast. Obviously, we're experiencing this over Zoom. But being able to see Amanda look at Kat and JJ on that Zoom and so clearly and what felt like honestly be like, oh, yeah, there's a ghost right there behind you guys. I mean, that was pretty freaking cool. Oh, I got, I just got like a shot of adrenaline when she said that. I mean, it's, that's pretty awesome. It also helps that we watched a very scary ghost movie last night, and I'm already a little, like, prepped on on that stuff. Exactly. So I'm glad she said this ghost looks friendly and is not going to give us any problems. I would be curious to see, like, if we had Ashley on and Amanda on, what Amanda would see in Ashley's home with all that, you know, stuff flying around in the home and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. I, we got to be careful. I feel like that could go get- sideways. Yeah, that was really nuts. And uh, yeah, I feel like we're in for an interesting night here at the um, uh, spirited house. Well, guys, just. Cat <laughs> <laughs> just shared a sleep aid with the podcast. Um, well, just remember, guys, don't name the ghost and you'll be okay. I know. She I am, is a spirit woman who is still living and she's great. I immediately in my mind was like, what are we going to name her? And then I was like, oh, maybe not. No. Maybe you should not. She's um, a wonderful woman who can do whatever she wants here, except she'll stay in her world, we'll stay in ours, and we'll yes. coexist beautifully. And hopefully she will give us some moments of privacy. Well, Guys, we will make sure to let you know. Kat and JJ will make sure to share with you if they experience any haunting from Edna in their house. We're uh, not naming her Edna. <laughs> uh-uh. She has a life. Spirit, we did not do that. Okay, we do not need to yell. Everyone is fine. This is a normal thing. And on that Ooh. note, on that note, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. Ooh. Ooh. Edna. Stop. Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, 
and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.